This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. Today, we have with us Gregory Van, CEO and founding partner of Global Investment Advisory in Dawa. And today, we'll be talking about CPF investments and whether or not you should be using your CPF funds to invest in a turbulent market or should you just play it safe and not touch it? Well, welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for having me. So, Greg, what does Indawas do in a nutshell? So, Indawas is the first digital investment advisor here to help people grow their CPF, SRS, and cash. We're actually the only digital investment advisor currently that has a CPF investment option where we will allocate your money to a globally diversified portfolio unit trust at a low cost. Okay. And how does that differ from traditional CPF investment schemes? So typically what would happen when you try to invest your CPF is you would do it at probably a bank or an online platform like a supermarket. What would typically happen is you would create a CPF investment account at the agent banks, which are EOB, OCBC, and DBS. Uh, you would link that up to maybe a fund supermarket, and then you would be presented with the 90 or so CPF IS included funds. At that point, you would have to decide what to invest in with little guidance or advice. And on top of that, you would be paying what we like to call hidden fees. So at times, fund platforms might say, we have no fees, we have no sales charge. But in fact, they're being paid by the product provider. So the product provider, let's say uh, a fund manager, you will be paying the fund manager out of your ownership in the fund. And then the fund manager will in turn be paying a kickback to the distribution platform that where you bought that fund from, whether that be a bank or an online platform or whatever it is. In the case of Endowas, when you go to endowas.com, you will fill in some personal information about yourself, your age, your income, your risk tolerance, and we will create a personalized portfolio for you. We will do this with no sales fee, and we will rebate any of these trailer fees that are typically kept with the fund distribution platform, be it the bank or the brokerage or the fund supermarket. And you will get this portfolio. It will be globally diversified across multiple managers, across multiple asset classes, so stocks and bonds. We'll maintain this for you through your investment life cycle. So if you're very young, you are contributing to your CPF every month. You can set up a regular savings plan or RSP as they call it where we will pull the money from your CPF every month so you stay invested and become more invested through time. Or if you are reaching retirement and you need to live off this money, you can redeem it at any point in time with no fees, with one day notice. So it's an extremely flexible platform where you get personalized advice that is well aligned to your interests at a low cost and you are taken care of. We take care of your money. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rate. And now back to our conversation with Gregory Van, CEO and founding partner of Digital Financial Advisor in Dawas, where we're discussing CPF investments. 
Now, Greg, before the break, you were explaining to us what Endowas does, and you briefly mentioned fees. Of course, high fees are one of the reasons some folks are hesitant about investing their CPF funds. But another reason is some people are worried that in a turbulent market, in an unpredictable market, such as right now with COVID-19 and U.S. elections and the trade war that's winding down but not quite completely wound down, and they figure maybe I shouldn't touch my CPF funds for, you know, just leave it there to earn my 2.5%. What would you say to these people who are wondering if they should play it safe or if they should dive into a turbulent market? It's a very good question, and we often have this conversation with our clients. Unfortunately, it is very difficult to time markets consistently enough to beat them. Do we have a view on where markets will be in one year or three years? Any attempt to project this has resulted in extremely random results. So every year, all the banks and brokers, they come up with a projection on where the market will be. And if you actually reflect on those numbers, they are typically 20 to 30% off of where those projections averaged out. So I think it is very difficult to time markets, but we know the general direction of markets for the long term. CPF money is your long-term money. And let's take a 60% stocks, 40% bond allocation to the global markets, for example. In the average five-year period, you would end up with about a 6% annualized return versus the 2.5% of the CPF OA. If you were to invest and get this 6% annualized return, you would end up with an increase in your final balance of about 475% versus your current investment value. If you were to leave it in CPF, you would end up with an increase of about 110% cumulative over the 30-year period. Now, I'm using an average number, and oftentimes people say, well, what if I'm unlucky? What if I pick the worst time to go in? So I'll tell you that in the worst case, of a balanced portfolio. So let's say you you invest at the top of the market and 20 years later, you pick the worst 20-year period. For the same balanced portfolio, you would end up with about a 4% annualized return, which is still much higher than the 2.5%. So CPF is your long-term money. Unless you are actually going to use it in the immediate future, we encourage everyone to invest their CPF and to continue investing their CPF through accumulation, which is while you're contributing to it, and decumulation, which is when you are consistently taking money out of CPF for retirement purposes. Okay, so step one would be to invest and stay invested. But how would you go about doing that? I mean, you mentioned the regular savings plan earlier. Is that one good way to go about it? You know, start with a lump, a big lump sum, and then top that up with a regular savings plan every month. How should people start? So um, going back to your original question, if you are nervous about markets, and I think we as humans are constantly nervous about markets, you should start with a regular savings plan. It is likely that you have some built-up investable balance, let's say $50,000, for example. You should invest that $50,000 if you are nervous about markets over the course of around six months, so maybe about $10,000 per month invest into markets. And then after that, you should invest whatever you're contributing to CPF. So if you're below 35, 
then your OA investable balance would be about $1,350 per month. Not going in in a big lump sum will avoid that immediate shock. So going in over that five months will basically average your buy for that period of time. In general, markets do go up. So if the markets do what they typically do and we don't have a major downshock, you will likely actually average up your entry cost. But if you are nervous about immediate shock, then that is what we recommend you do. So basically, regular savings plan, that seems like the must-do if you want to get into this. Then if you do have a lump sum you want to put in, you can do it at one go or you can spread it out, say six months, as you mentioned. So two ways to go about it. But the starting point really is a regular savings plan. So to regularly invest, say on a monthly basis, what you're already putting into your CPFOA. So figure out how much of your CPF deductions is going to your CPFOA, which is easy to go to do. Go to cpf.gov.sg and they'll tell you. And then that's the number that you invest every month. In addition, if you have a lump sum you want to put in, you can put it in one go or you can spread it out. Have I got that right? Yes. And you can invest all of your CPF ordinary account, excluding the first $20,000 into a product like Indala. And just as a, as a final note, I think it is extremely important that you invest this wisely. And by wisely, I mean to diversify globally, invest at a risk tolerance that is suitable for you, and be strategic, not tactical. So strategic means that you focus on your long-term goal, whereas tactical means you try and look at the market and change your allocation, rebalance your allocation while things in the market changes. The tactical approach has a much lower probability of success. Tactical means trying to beat the market by timing your entry and exit or changing your asset allocation based on the way experts see the world. Unfortunately, the tactical approach will likely end up with an average investor return, which JP Morgan Asset Management actually says for the last 20 years is a 1.9% annualized return, which is below what the CPF ordinary account is, is giving you. And that is actually in line with, unfortunately, the poor investment experience of many CPF OA investors to date. Last but not least, you need to manage your cost. A 1% difference in fees over 30 years, assuming, and and simply, this is just simply the math, an 8% annualized return versus a 7% annualized return difference for 30 years equates to 245% in cumulative return over that period. So you need to manage your costs and keep them low so that your money can make more money. Got it. So be strategic and manage your costs and take a hard look at the costs because costs can compound over the long term, just like your interest compounds, your costs compound too. Great. Thanks, Greg. We've been speaking with Gregory Van, CEO and founding partner of Robo Investment Advisory in Tower. Thanks for helping us figure out the CPF investment options, what are some ways to go about it, a few ways to approach it. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. 
You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.